What is going on, everybody out there in the big, beautiful world? It is another day to wake up and smell the flowers and enjoy the sunshine. Welcome to the Ponage Show. I'm your host, Chris. This is going to be a sports show. To be fun, as you could tell, entertaining, easygoing. We're all just here to have fun and, most importantly, talk some sports. So, just a little bit about me before we get started. My name is Chris. Um, I've been convicted of five crimes. Psych? I lied. Those crimes ain't mine. So, as you can tell, guys, this is going to be a fun, easygoing uh, channel show. We're going to be dump- jumping into all sports we can football, maybe a little basketball, some baseball. Basically, just, you know, trying to have some fun out here, trying to talk sports and get into it. So today's show, some things we're going to have on the show is we're going to be talking a little bit about fantasy football, some starts, some sits, some some tips. Um, I am in four leagues, so I am trying to manage all that, but also trying to talk some fantasy football on the show. We will be talking about um, some, we were talking about the Thursday night recap. So today's show is going to be called the Football Friday Show. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for how many shows I want to have a week, what they're going to be called, stuff like that. But that, that will all figure itself out. But for today's show, it's going to be called Football Friday. We're going to be talking, like I said, fantasy football, Thursday night football recap. And we're also going to be talking some weekly picks. I will be putting out weekly p- picks every single week. I'll be picking um, winners of the 16 games. And what I want to do is I actually want to have a punishment where if I don't get 10 of the 16 picks correct, I want it to be a punishment for me to make it a little more entertaining, put something on the line, so those picks actually mean something. So with that said, let's hop into it. We're not trying to make these episodes too long. I don't want to keep you all, you know, dragging and and sitting here waiting for no reason. So with that said... Let's jump into it, and we're going to first jump right into the Thursday night recap. So last night's game was the 2-1 Cincinnati Bengals at home versus the 0-3 Jaguars. Most people thought that this was going to be an ugly game, you know. It's going to be a game where people thought this is going to be one of those primetime games where people turn off after halftime to go game on their PS4. At least that's what I thought. But to be honest with you, it turned out to be a pretty good game, although I will say it didn't start out like that. Um, it started out in the first half, 14-0 Jaguars. Could have easily have been 21-0, but Urban Meyer decided to go for it on the one-yard line, and they tried to go in for a read option, Trevor Lawrence trying to run it right up the middle. But the Cincinnati Bengals said otherwise. And they stopped him, and then the Bengals turned around on the one-yard line, and Burrow kind of just... Did a couple QB sneaks just to get out of the halftime, not give up a safety, and it ended up 14-0. Now, in the first half, we did have uh, one big injury. We had a DJ Chark, who went down, and he was dead after about the first five minutes of the game. Dead, just on the floor. Dead. Now, obviously, guys, he didn't die, but uh, on this show, you're going to be hearing that a lot. Uh, big injuries. I'll just be saying, oh, that player died yesterday. Oh, that player died two days ago. If you hear me say that, it just means they suffered a big-time injury. Just something that you guys got to get used to. I'm going to be saying that a lot. But, yeah, so DJ Chark, he... I forget if he was either blocking or he caught a ball and was running out. But he was... He got rolled up on by Juwan Taylor. Uh, I believe he was either a linebacker or a defensive lineman. Either way, big guy. And he rolled up on him. 
and rolled up on DJ Chark's leg. Now, reports came out that it was a ankle fracture. So, he most likely is done for the season. Um, big. Some may say it was a big blow for the Jaguars, but he really wasn't doing too much this season. But, uh, he, nevertheless, still a, a loss for the, for the Jaguars. One of their big-time playmakers. They already lost Travis Etienne for the entire year. Uh, he may come back towards the end of the year if they make the playoffs, which obviously doesn't look like it's happening. But nevertheless, another big offensive blow for Trevor Lawrence and those uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, coming into the game, the Jaguars were going three and out on 40% of their offensive drives, which is, as you could tell, horrendous. I mean, that is terrible. But the Jaguars looked hot. They looked good early. They got out to a 14-0 lead in the halftime. Trevor Lawrence was looking decisive. He wasn't. He was looking poised. He wasn't trying to fit the ball into small spots, throwing turnovers, which obviously lead to interceptions. But I'll tell you what, um, we got to see Trevor Lawrence's luscious golden locks flow everywhere across the field last night as he was scrambling, running. He was doing everything with his feet. Now, as the announcers were talking about last night a lot, and I was keying in on his Trevor Lawrence is six foot six, but he runs like he's five foot nine and two hundred and twenty pounds running back. The guy was just running all over the place, but maybe he's just running because he's got to run for his life because the Jaguars are so bad. But I just thought it was quite interesting how Lawrence is six six. I didn't even know that, and he's he's running around the field like he's he's meant to be doing that. You don't see too many six foot six quarterbacks running around. I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw a six foot six quarterback. But so as I said, the Jaguars got out to a 14-0 to lead. They were averaging five yards per carry going into the game, which I thought was quite interesting. The first week and into the and the, before the before the season began, people didn't really realize or know how the Jaguars were going to use James Robinson. People were saying ETN was there because Meyer drafted him. Um, they wouldn't really have any connections to James Robinson from last year because he had Robinson have a, had a great year last year. People were saying that the Jaguars weren't going to use him that much. They had no connections to him, to Robinson, and there was really no point to use him. But it was great to see the Jaguars use Robinson last night and really you know deploy him as a good running back. He had two rushing touchdowns. He was a good hard runner last night. And uh, it was just a good game to watch. Most people thought it was going to be just a terrible game. But, yeah, overall, decent game. Um, the Bengals were coming in 2-1. and one. They, were, they came off an impressive win against the Steelers. They didn't get off to a good start at all. Um, they came out to a 0-14 a deficit. And they really need to get something going in the second half. And I don't know what happened when it in that locker room. I don't know if, you know, Zach Taylor offered, you know, free PS5 to the whole team. But something happened, and Joe Burrow said, uh, you know, I feel like having a cigar after the game tonight. Because, you know, Joe Burrow, cigar, that's what we call him here on the show. But Joe Burrow came out, and the Bengals looked good. Um, they made a nice, good first drive. Um, Jamar Chase looked good again. Joe Mixon was getting getting things done on the ground. And the Bengals were, were doing good. They, they cut the deficit to 14-7 right after halftime. Made a stop for the Jaguars, and then again, the Bengals came down and scored yet again. So then we had a ball game, 14-14. And the Jaguars just, they looked slow. They looked, they, they just didn't look like themselves in the first half. Maybe the Jaguars were just coming back down to earth. Maybe Zach Taylor made some big-time adjustments. But 
the Bengals started to started to run the ball well. The big the big guys up front started laying down some blocks. And next thing you know, you had CJ Uzoma going crazy like he was Travis Kelsey. I mean, this guy was catching touchdown after touchdown. But uh he got him really he got him back in the game. Burrow looked good. He looked he looked himself. I know he's still coming off that ECL injury, but I still think he looked pretty decent. And so after that, we had the Jaguars and the Bengals tied to 21 apiece. And after James Robinson in the fourth quarter had a rushing touchdown, and then uh, Burrow and the Bengals answered with another Uzoma touchdown halfway through the fourth quarter. And then until then, it was a stalemate, defensive and making stops, which was nice to see. And the game ended with an Evan McPherson game-winning field goal rookie kicker who actually missed the first uh, point opportunity in the game. In the first quarter, he missed a field goal. So it was nice to see the kicker make the the, the stressful field goal. You never want to see the kickers be blamed for the loss, although many people say they shouldn't really have a say in who wins the game. A 180-yard kicker coming out and kicking a field goal when you have 250-pound men battling the entire game. To see who wins. A lot of people say it shouldn't really come down to the kicker. Just That's what people say. But um, it was a good game overall. The game did went definitely not exactly how I expected. I believe the Jaguars were um, plus 7.5 spread against the Bengals last night. So those of you who bet on, on, the, on the Jaguars covering the spread, congratulations. But primetime games, I, I should have really honestly bet on it. Um, Bengals, yeah, they're a good team. They came off an impressive win against the Steelers last week. They're two and one, but still, prime time Thursday night. You never really know what's gonna happen. So it was good to see the Bengals get another win. They've had a tough last, you know, seven years or so. So it was good to see them come out with a win. But that kind of wraps up our Thursday night football recap. Let's jump right into the fantasy football part of the show. We'll be talking starts and sits for this episode. And as the show develops, we'll be talking, getting more in-depth fantasy football. As I said, I'm in four leagues. I have uh, two 12-team leagues. One's a keeper league. One's a redraft. I'm in a 10-team league with some friends. And I'm also in a 20-team with a guy I met on Instagram. And he got me in that. Winner gets a, a new a free jersey. So that's kind of interesting, 20 teams. You know, it's it's not something I've ever done before, but it definitely adds a new aspect into the game into the game of fantasy football. It makes you really, you know, dive into the waiver wire, finding guys that you you know you would never lose use in a 12 or 10 team league. I mean there's guys like I've got I mean I had I had guys like I mean just bums who who were on my bench in that 20 team league. And to be honest with you, it it's it's hard managing four leagues, but I'll probably go down to two next year um, when it comes back to fantasy football. But other other than that, it's been fun just to see uh, see a new perspective on fantasy football and try out a 20-team league and just see, you know, where it took us. But jumping right back into uh, the fantasy football starts and sits, I have th- I'm going to do three starts and three sits for each week. And I, like I said, as this show develops, I'm going to be changing things up, doing more more in-depth Maybe including more starts of sets, you know, just just messing things up. But we're here to have a good time, and uh, that's about it. So, with uh, the first start, we have 
none other than my boy, my guy, the guy who I would go to war with in the trenches with, DeAndre Swift, baby. I mean, this guy's a stud. His second year coming out of Georgia, I mean, this guy has looked so good. He he looks electric. He looks like he's the next, you know, the next great running back in the league. He's young. He's electric. He he now is he. People were were hesitating on him going into drafts. Um, this year they were saying you know Jamal Williams is there. Dan Campbell is not going to run a true workhorse offense. All these questions, but in my eyes, I saw Swift there as a young, promising running back with a lot of skill, and skill is always gonna always gonna break through at the end. And not maybe not in terms of fantasy football, but in terms of football. Talent is always going to break out, and it's always going to show. And whoever's most talented is always going to play. So, yes, Swift has Williams in that backfield. And Jamal Williams has looked pretty good, but I'm not too worried about him. But anyway, let's start. Let's get right back to DeAndre. So, Swift, I mean, you got to consider him a must-start now. He's the number three running back in PPR leagues. He's averaging 19 points a game. And, and the best thing about it is he's just starting to hit his stride. He's been hampered by a hamstring injury since the beginning of preseason. He hasn't had really had a full practice in quite some time. He's pretty much he's listed questionable before every week. He he they they're they're taking a really conservative approach on Swift, and I really applaud Campbell for that. Um, which is quite surprising because Dan Campbell said, you know, he was gonna kick people's noses in and and make them bleed and drop to the ground. You know, really hard nosed football, and I love that out of Campbell. I really do. I love it. But they're taking a, a good, smart approach here with DeAndre. And like I said, he's he's finally starting to get healthy after that hamstring injury. And even uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions coaching staff, they said, quote, he started getting the ball in his hands and making some plays. A couple of Lions reporters were starting to report that they think Swift is beginning the ball more. He's going to be getting some more opportunities. I mean, Swift, like I said, Swift looked good. He's, he's the number three running back in PPR leagues. And the fact that the Lions are starting to say now he might get the ball even more, I mean, how can you not say we might not be looking at a top five running back season out of DeAndre Swift? Most of his points, I will say, are coming out of the air. I mean, the Lions are—they're not. Lions aren't a terrible, terrible team. They're not like you know the Jets or the Giants, but they are going to be down a lot in the games. And Jared Goff is is no—he uh, is no bum, in my opinion. I think he's a decent quarterback. He's serviceable, and I think he's him paired with the Lions being down a lot. I think that benefits Swift. And as you can see, I mean, it's showing up in the stats. He has the second most targets among running backs with 19, or excuse me, most receptions. And to be honest, if it wasn't for Najee Harris, he would definitely be number one in receptions if it wasn't for Najee's 14 reception game last week, which we'll talk about Najee here in a second. But regardless, DeAndre Swift, he's a must start. Get him in your lineups and do not hesitate. Swift is looking so good. He's looking electric. And I'm telling you, get him in your lineups. You won't be disappointed. Jumping right out into our next fantasy football start of the week, we're looking at Najee Harris, who we just spoke of. Along with Swift, Harris is 100% a must-start if he wasn't already. He should be considered a must-start, and like I said, if it wasn't already known, Harris is playing 95% of snaps for the Steelers. 95%. Not 92, not 82, 95%. Ladies and gentlemen, 95. He's the only running back to do that in the league right now, and he's leading all NFL running backs with 27 targets. Ladies and gentlemen, if you play in PPR formats, 27 targets, three games for a running back, 
I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. So I hope you guys would have jumped in week one after you had that first dud and, you know, tried to buy low on him. I know I did in some leagues. But the Najee Harris train is fully aboard. Hop all aboard the Najee Harris train, ladies and gentlemen. Najee has arrived. And for my third start of the week, we're looking at none only than Justin Sherbert Herbert. Yes, that is my boy. I'm glad he's starting to grow out the hair again because he looks sexy. I mean, Herbert is back. He looks good. And after a slow start to his season, you know, he had a first For fantasy purposes, I'm sure you draft him as a top, you know, seven quarterback. But he's looking good. Um, he had a huge game against the Chiefs. He had 281 passing yards with four touchdowns, and he's now playing against the Raiders in prime time. He Prime time brings out the best, and I think Herbert's going to shine. I mean, I think he's such a talented quarterback. I think in five years we're going to be talking about him and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and all these young great guys, Dak Prescott, as the next Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilsons, Tom Brady's. These guys are the future, and I think Herbert looks so good. He's got all the weapons. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Austin Eckler. I mean, he's got he's got the weapons he needs. So he's even got the old aging veteran, been to every team, Mr. Jared Cook at tight end. I mean, how much more can you ask for with him at tight end, baby? Come on. So that kind of wraps up the, the fantasy football starts of the week. We'll jump right into the sits. First, we have the Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard. A lot of people are really high on him. I mean, I picked him up in a couple leagues. I had him in my 20-team league, just stashed on the bench in case McCaffrey did get hurt, which did happen. I do like Chuba Hubbard as a a flex play at best. Um, But if you do have some better options at at your flex spot or at your running back spot, I do say, you know, fade Chuba Hubbard. He is playing the Cowboys, so I envision this game going down. I envision them, the Panthers, going down big early. Maybe not big, but at least, you know, touchdown or two. And I envision Darnold, you know, having to drop back, make some passes, and I believe that the, the games would become not necessarily a shootout, but I think the Panthers will be behind most of the game. Cowboys look hot. They look good. And I really do believe that the Panthers are, are not going to win this game, but we'll jump into that conversation when we get to my weekly picks. But... Like I said, I'm fading Chuba this week. Um, Hubbard is definitely not the, the pass catcher that CMC is. So in normal, obviously, in that, if, if CMC was healthy, we wouldn't be talking about him in the starter sit. But if it was CMC, obviously I'm not sitting him. CMC is a big-time pass catching back. People are A lot of people are expecting Chuba Hubbard to, you know, become this Mike Davis of this year and, you know, fill in for CMC for five to six weeks, although the CMC injury this week, this year, isn't going to be that long. But people are, are projecting Chuba Hubbard to jump in to become this Mike Davis role where he puts up 20 a game and he fills in for CMC, has five catches a week, scores a touchdown almost every week, gets 18 rush attempts. I just don't see it. Not only that, but we also have uh, the old Rolls Royce Freeman still there. We all remember him in his days back in, back in Denver when him and him and Lindsey were split in time. But like I said, I just I don't see Hubbard getting the type of work that Davis did when he took over for CMC last year. And I'm 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 fading Chuba this week, especially against that Cowboys that Cowboys offense. I think they're gonna get down big and, and that Cowboys defensive defensive team and they've 
they've they've opened some eyes this year. They, I mean, we all saw what happened last year. The Cowboys were down twenty every game. Dak was covered to come back when he played his first four weeks, but I just don't see it this year, and I'm fading Chuba. Um, speaking about speaking about Mike Davis, he is my next set for this week. Mike Davis came to went to Atlanta uh, after Todd Gurley departed. By the way, I'm a big Todd Gurley hater. Uh, I think he's done. He'll never be the same back. Obviously, as you can tell, he's not even in the league. I think his arthritis got the best of him, and I think he's dead. Remember what I said, guys. Don't make a huge joke out of it, all right? But don't take it too seriously. I mean, dead just means he's injured and he's not going to be the same. He's not actually dead, all right, guys? He's not laying on his deathbed making his final wishes. So settle down, everybody. But getting right back on the topic, guys. Uh, Mike Davis, yeah, he had a pedestrian first couple weeks. He's playing against a very, very good um, that defensive line. So, you know, I'm not, I'm just not starting him this week. So, who are the Falcons playing this week, actually? They are playing, yeah, so they're playing the Redskins. Um, but all, They're playing the Redskins this week who have a good stout defensive line. They are the number seven defense against running backs in fantasy this year. So, I mean, could he score a touchdown and bail himself out? But I don't know if I really want to bank on that. He is TD dependent this year. He's had, he's had not good first couple weeks. The only thing keeping him in there, really, is he's having a couple receptions here and there. But like I said, he's TD dependent. And, you know, he might have a safe floor of 8 to 10 points. So if you don't have a better option, sure, plug him in. But if you can, you got to, in fantasy, you really have to, you really have to look at your matchup in your league. If you're playing somebody who, you know, is the number one, number two, number three scoring team in the league, and you're, you know, middle of the road, maybe bottom half, you you really got to see and look at your players you have and see, should I be playing someone who's safe and will be getting me guaranteed 10 points, 10 to 12 points, but won't have that ceiling of, you know, 20, 25, 30 points like some players can have. You really got to look at that and pick your pick your option. If you're if you're a bottom half team and you're playing you know one of the top teams and they're projected, you know, 20 more 15 more p- points than you that week. You might have to take that shot and put in a guy who's going to have that that ceiling. For example, if you had Jalen Waddle and Antonio Brown, here's a good example. I have them both on my team. If you have Jalen Waddle and Antonio Brown. So far Antonio Brown had a one big game and one dud and then he was he had covid. And so he didn't play the third game. But he's been he's a guy who can, you know, have a really high ceiling. Um, he can go some games, have, you know, seven catches for 100 yards and a touchdown or two. And then you have a guy like Jalen Waddle, who I think has one touchdown in the year. But last game, I think he had 12 receptions on 14 targets. Brissett's looking his way a lot. And I know when Tua comes back, but Tua, he still looked good when Tua was there. But Waddle's the type of guy who he isn't really going to go more than 20 unless he has a touchdown maybe not even more than 15 unless he has a touchdown. He's pretty much going to hover around 10 to 15 points. You know, he'll have five, six receptions for, you know, 60 yards or so. So in that scenario, and if this is for the people who who are just starting to play fantasy or just anyone who who could use some tips in general. If you're in the bottom half team and you're playing a guy who's, you know, projected to score 20 more points than you, you're going to want to play AB and try to get that ceiling. And if he hits, then you're going to have a chance. Because what is it going to, what's that, what's the, What's the pro of playing Waddle and your wide receiver two or your flex spot if you're projected to lose by more than 20? And he goes out there and gets you exactly what he's projected. Okay, cool. You know, that's perfect. 
but it's not going to work, and you're not going to be able to win that week. So you might as well take the chance and put AB, and if you pair that with a couple other guys, then you can have a chance of winning that week. So it's just something to keep in mind for fantasy players out there, and that's something that uh, I really think is important looking at your matchup and seeing what you really should be doing that week. But move, but, but back to Mike Davis real quick. He, he plays in a bad offense, playing against a good defensive line. He's never even ran over 51 yards. So like I said, if you, if you need a safe play, he should play. But I'm feeding him in most leagues. So I think you could find better options out there. And last but not least, we have uh, Damian Harris, Harris, New England Patriots running back. He's coming off a dud last week, big-time dud. I think he was under five or six fantasy points. And to be honest with you, I think this week could be a lot worse. Not a lot, but, you know, worse in general. He's going up against a brutal Buccaneers run defense, and this game script is not going to be pretty. Patriots are going to fall behind, and there's no way that Tom Brady isn't going to take it to Bill Belichick and make him regret not really regret because it was more of Brady's decision, but he's going to definitely take it to Bill Belichick as a kind of like, you know, how if you were with a, in a relationship with a girl and your ex-girlfriend is there, you're definitely going to show off, you know, give your current girlfriend a couple extra kisses, you know, kind of just show off and make her feel jealous. So I definitely think Brady's going to be doing that with his new, um, new relationship partner, Bruce Arians, if you will, which, by the way, Bruce Arians, really good looking guy. Got to love those hats he wears every day to get his games. But regardless, Brady's going to make Belichick jealous, wish he had him back, and this game's going to get ugly. Therefore, Damian Harris, it's not going to be a good game script for him. He's not going to get many, uh, you know, rushing attempts. It's going to be pass-heavy. And, you know, even with James White going down with that injury and out for the year, I still just don't see Damian Harris taking that that pass-catching role and jumping into that role that White had and becoming a true workhorse in that offense. Just don't see it. And if it does happen, and you know, he does get a couple extra receptions, um, I just, I don't really see Damian Harris having a big week, so I'm feeding him in most leagues. And with that said, we're going to jump right into our picks of the of the week. Now, just to explain to you guys what we're kind of going to be doing here. So, I'm going to be doing this segment. I know I'm a little late to the show. We're a little, we're four weeks into the NFL season, but hey guys, it's better late than never, all right? So with that said, here's what the groundwork's going to be, going to be. So here's what I'm planning on doing. So every week I'm going to be making game picks for all 16 games, but here's the catch. I'm not just going to be doing this for fun. Oh, how many did I get right? How many got that? No, no, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. People want entertainment. They want stuff to watch. They want good entertainment and I'm going to be bringing that to every single one of my viewers here on this show so here's the deal I'm going to be making the game picks I have to get at least 10 picks right and if I don't there's going to be a punishment a new one every single week and these aren't going to be oh you know I have to go and I don't even know go embarrass myself in public something stupid I have to go you know shred ten dollars no, no, no. This is going to be legit punishments because I truthfully believe in my football knowledge that I can get these right. So if I get 10 or more, if I get 10 picks or more right, I don't have to do the challenge. If I get nine picks or less right, it's going to be getting ugly, guys. For me, not you guys, for me. So uh, before the before I announce the picks, I'll every week I'll, I'll let you guys know the punishment. And this week... 
It's going to be kind of crazy. I know I just started the show, but I'm looking to get things going early. I'm looking to entertain you guys as much as I can. And for this week's punishment, I will be, if I do not get 10 or more right, folks, I'm going to be jumping in a lake lathered in peanut butter. Yes, you heard me. Head to toe in peanut butter. I'm jumping in a lake. In the middle of, in the beginning of October, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun at all. But guess what? That's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about taking risks, having fun, and just enjoying ourselves. And listen, I'm not going to have to be jumping in that lake. I'm not going to be have to be in head to toe in peanut butter. It's just not going to happen because I know that I'm getting it right. So with that said, let's jump right into it. Um, with the first pick, we have the Bengals beating the Jaguars. Um, I know that that game happened last night, but I did have the Bengals picked. So if you guys want to call me a lying scumbag, you know, that's you could do that. But that's on you guys because I'm telling you, I, I had Joey, Joey Cigar Burrow. And I had them boys in Cincy bringing it home and beating Jacksonville. So like I said, you can call me a lying, cheating scumbag, but that's just not who I am. So... We had the Bengals beating the Jags, so I'm one for one, guys. I need nine more picks, and I'm not going in the league. But jumping on to the next games, we have the Vikings against the Browns. I got I got the uh, the Vikings beating the Browns. Vikings could easily be in two and one. They had an impressive win last week against the Seahawks, and you know they should be two and one. And the Browns, I just don't believe in in Bacon that offense yet. I I mean, do I believe in them that they can win? You know, 10, 11 games a year, sure, but I just don't see them. When it matters, you know, winning games. Not that this is a, you know, an uber important game, but I see Kirk coming to town, you know, doing his little giddy with his boy Justin Jefferson in the end zone. By the way, greatest thing I ever saw. I First of all, I love, excuse me, I think it's called the gritty. I know I said giddy. The gritty, I believe it's called. It's an amazing dance. Lo- whoever made it up, I want to gift you a million dollars. Love that dance. And seeing Kirk Cousins breaking it down in the end zone, whew. I got my juices pumping, baby. So I'm going Kirk over the Browns. I'm going Kirk and the boys, Vikings, over the Browns this week. Uh, moving on, we got the Chiefs against the Eagles. Chiefs are 1-2, bombing the division. I mean, I don't think anyone would have guessed that going into week four. But I believe Mahomes gets back on track. The Eagles are going to get pummeled. Um, they just got destroyed by the Cowboys last week. By the way, that Cowboys game against the Eagles won me a lot of money. Not a lot, but a little money. Um, had a little parlay going, 40 bucks, you know, no big deal. Throw it down, see what happens. And they came out and they won me, you know, $380. So that just, you know, gets thrown to the FanDuel account. And uh, we'll see what I can do with that money. And we'll have a little fun with that. Also, we're going to be having a, a little sports betting uh, episode probably coming up on the show sometime. So be uh, be on the outlook for that. But let's get right back to the picks. So... Yeah, the Mahomes pummels the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes pummels the Eagles. Jalen Hurts get run out of town. It's not a bit. It's not gonna be a pretty show. Moving on, we got the Colts against the Dolphins. I got Carson. Carson, uh, no feet. Wentz. That's what I like to call him. Uh, he's gonna be beating the Dolphins. Wentz got two ankle sprains on the same both both ankles. Same game, same injury, same time. Still blows my mind how that happens. But uh, no way, no way. Uh, no ankles. Wentz is be- <laughs> is beating the Dolphins. Or is is not lo- winning. Excuse me, guys. Little uh, problem I had there. There is no way that Carson no feet Wentz is losing to the Dolphins. There we go. Uh, the Dolphins are still a little banged up. No Tua. I mean, Brissett looked decent against the Raiders last week. Honestly, 
thought at one point that they were going to be able to pull that off. Somehow the Raiders kept throwing it away. Um, it was like third and 28 or second and 28, something something like that. And Max Crot, no, it was third. It was like third and third and 20 or whatever it was. And the Dolphins throwing a complete pass, fourth and 20. You know, it looks like they'll be punting. The Raiders can put the game away. But what happens? Max Crosby, great defensive lineman. Um, costly penalty, roughing the passer. And the Dolphins end up bringing that game to, or excuse me, yeah, the Dolphins end up bringing that game to overtime. And thankfully, the Raiders game won. The Raiders won. And they improved the 3-0. But back to the game, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he's he's had a decently slow start. He still have a couple of good games on the ground. But I think Jonathan Taylor really gets going, and I think he goes crazy, and the Colts get their first win. Um, we got Lions-Bears. I'm going Lions over the Bears this week. Um, Bears looked horrendous. I mean, I don't even know if I really should explain this. The Bears had a net of one passing yard last week. One passing yard. Uno. Uno. One. I mean, that is that is just horrendous. One passing yard in an NFL game? If I was a fan in Chicago right now, I'd be outside that stadium protesting, calling for Matt Nagy's firing. Honestly, this is going to be really horrific to say, but that's what we do in the show. We keep it real with you guys. We say what we want, when we want. If I'm a Chicago Bear fan, I'm outside that stadium right now, and I'm calling for Matt Nagy's lynching. Lynching. Now listen, do I really mean that? I don't know. Probably not. But I just had to say it. Because that game was horrific, and the Bears fans should be upset with beside themselves. Fields had no time back there. Offensive line, look, as worse as it could be. It looks like a bunch of high schooler, high schooler playing offensive line out there. Horrific game. And the Lions, they, let's, all, let's all be real. They should have beat the Ravens. Should have beat the Ravens. If it, if it wasn't for Justin Tucker and his huge, huge leg he has, I mean, we can be looking at the, the Lions beating the Ravens last week, guys. Because Justin Tucker set an NFL record 66-yard field goal. That was also an argument that kept my parlay alive. Didn't even realize it. I was stuffing sushi down my face. I couldn't even see straight. Low main, sushi, you know, spare ribs. Shout out, Mike. I had so much food last, that night, bro. And that game, I didn't even get to see it. All I did was I saw the highlight where, you know, Tucker sent one booming into the beautiful sunny sky. And they did it. They won. And that's where I'm looking at this week. And I think the Lions are beating Bears, getting their... Getting their season back on track. Um, are we have a Cowboys Panthers? Cowboys look good. They they really do. They look good this year. Defense looks much improved. Michael Parsons looks legit. Um, I know people had some question marks him coming out of Penn State, but he looks real good. He's playing defensive line. Not a lot of snaps for them uh, because Demarcus Lawrence is out, and you know they need the help up front, and he's giving it to him, and he's making some big plays. Um, they look good offensively as well. Dak's looking precise. He looks really good back from his injury. And I just, I don't really see Sam Donald, although he is having a, a good start and I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm hoping he resurrects his career down in there in Carolina. I just don't see him outdueling Dak in that high-powered offense. Moving on, we got the Bills that beat the Texans. No need for explanation, guys. Next game, we got Titans beating the Jets. Titans are going to kill the Jets. Don't know if I even need to explain this, but I will anyway. Um, the, the Titans are going to be without A.J. Brown, and actually just popped up on my phone here. I'm pretty sure Julio Jones just got ruled out as well. So it's going to be basically the Derrick Henry show, guys. And how I foresee this game going is I see Derrick Henry 
basically making the Jets, the Jets are going to be, the Jet, let, me, let me put it to you this way, guys. Derrick Henry is going to be the Jets' daddy after this game. I mean, I don't even know what the most rushing yards in the game. I would imagine it's, I don't even know. The NFL has been around for a while. I mean, I, it's got to be above 300. It just has to. I wouldn't be surprised if Derrick Henry ran for, I don't know, 700 yards. No, no, no. I'm just joking, guys, obviously. But uh, I think Derrick Henry goes crazy. I could see 200-plus yards. I could see a couple touchdowns. And the Jets look horrible. Um, Zach Wilson looks like he's fearing for his life. I uh, saw a reporter ask him the other week if he uh, was seeing ghosts out there. Sam Donald's famous quote. He didn't decide to comment on that. Smart, smart decision, uh, Zach Wilson. Don't know what Donald was thinking by saying that, but Jets look horrific. Titans are beating them. We got Falcons at the Redskins. By the way, guys, we're calling them Redskins on my show. Don't really care. So we got, uh, I got Falcons beating them. Um, Falcons, I know you guys might not like this pick, but listen, if I don't want to end up in a lake with peanut butter all over me, looking like a dog treat, then I got to make some risky picks here. So we got, I got Falcons beating the Skins. Um, Redskins defense, they're honestly, they're not looking as as good as they people thought they were going to this year. They're allowing the second most yards per game. So I think the Falcons can maybe get back on track. Hopefully Matty Ice can, you know, get back to where he was couple years ago, Calvin Ridley could start going crazy. And they, they have Kyle Pitts. He needs to start getting going as well. But So, yeah, Falcons beating Skins. Uh, moving on, we got the Rams beating the Cardinals. Rams looking phenomenal this year. Matt Stafford has looked great. It's good to see him get out of Detroit. Rams, they're hoping to get running back Daryl Henderson back. I'm looking to get him back, too, in fantasy. He's looked like their bell cow running back. Playing a good amount of their snaps, I don't even know, 80%, something like that. But it's good to see this this type, this day and age, you don't see a lot of workhorses. I think they're all is, uh, is going to become one there for them. Rams offense and defense is just too much for the Cardinals. I believe Stafford's going to drop back and throw 500 yards, maybe six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred. 900. Cooper Cup might be on the receiving end of, I don't know, 100% of those. Him and Cup have looked great. I don't know what it is between them two. I don't know if they, you know, play poker, play poker and, you know, drink scotch together late at night after the game. But something's going on between them. They got a great chemistry, and it's great to see Stafford back on track. So I got Rams beating Cardinals. Uh, moving on, we got Seahawks 49ers. Should be a good game. I do see Russell Wilson and the Seahawks pulling out this one. Russell Wilson, you know, you just always, you never know what he can do on a given day. He could, he could go out there and, and compete with anyone. He gives his team second chance after second chance the way he scrambles out of that pocket. He's got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Those guys were studs. Lockett off to a really good start. And I, I see the Seahawks pulling the upset out this week. I, I don't like Jimmy G. That's why I picked Packers over, 40, uh, over the 49ers Monday night last night. Or excuse me, Sunday night last week. I don't like Jimmy G. I, I really don't. I think when he came over from New England, people had some some hope. But I just don't see him as, you know, the 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 quarterback of the future for them. Obviously, nobody really does. That's why they drafted Trey Lance. So I think Seahawks pull off the upset this week. Moving on, we got the Saints against the Giants. Uh, guys, I don't think this is going to be pretty. Um, we got Saints. They're playing their first home game since 2009. I think Jameis, I don't know, enjoys some more crab legs. That was me eating crab legs, by the way, this guy. It wasn't some just weird noise. And he's going to be feasting on some crab legs, maybe have a little side of butter with it, you know, He's going to be going crazy down in there in New Orleans. And I think the Saints uh, crush the 0-3 Giants, send them to 0-4. Uh, moving on, we got Ravens-Broncos. Broncos are 3-0, Ravens 2-1. and 
just don't see the Broncos competing with the Ravens. Um, Ravens looking really good. They, who am I kidding? Sorry, they're not looking really good. They're looking okay. I mean, Lamar's doing everything he can to keep that team afloat. And I think he's doing a great job of, of what he's doing down there in Baltimore. He's keeping the, keeping the team up afloat. He's, he's running for plays. He's making great throws. He's looking improved as a passer. And the Broncos, you know, Teddy, two gloves, he looks good. But I just don't see the, – the Broncos are banged up. They're without Jerry Judy. K.J. Hamler tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Um, Broncos do have a decent defense, but, again, I, I just see the Ravens pulling this one out. Lamar Jackson, I think, has a big game. Um, lastly, oh, excuse me, we have a couple more. Ravens – or Packers, Steelers. I got Packers beating the Steelers. Steelers look bad. I mean, they just they just don't look good right now. Um, big Ben, you know, a lot of people have been asking, putting out there on the internet, is, is, is Big Ben done? Is Big Ben, is his career done? I mean, the Packers are clearly back after losing the first game of the year. People were panicking. I was telling everyone, listen, settle down, guys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he is a bad man. As my boy Stephen A. would say, he is a bad man. I mean, we saw it Sunday night against the 49ers, 37 seconds on the clock. Rodgers does the impossible. He, he, he goes the distance. He gets 51 or whatever it was, 50-something yards for Mason Crosby. Rodgers is back. Packers are back. Packers are taking this game against the Steelers. We got Bucks against the Pats. This should be an interesting game, Sunday night game. Uh, we're seeing... We are seeing Brady's return to Gillette Stadium. I think the Bucks. I mean, it's pretty obvious. The Bucks are going to trounce the Pats team, and I think Brady is just going to, you know, like I said before, make Belichick jealous. Wish he never, you know, wish Belichick could have him back. And to be honest with you, some people's, you know, some people think that. I mean, as I like to say, Belichick, he probably knows Tom better than Tom Tom's mom knows Tom, so. Belichick knows his ins and outs. He knows all the plays he's gonna look, he's gonna call. I mean, Bell Bell even there was a quote out there where Bell said that he thinks that the Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay kind of just stole their their whole offensive scheme from Pats. I mean, is that stealing the Pats or is it Brady? You know, kind of installing all those things. But regardless, um, I think Tom. I think Belichick not only knows Tom's plays and everything he does. But I also think he knows, you know, Tom's favorite cereal, his favorite bedtime story, you know, stuff like that, that, you know, coaches and players know, and they're together for 50 years. But regardless of that, I see that could could be a little bit of a factor. Bucks are beating the Pats regardless. And last but not least, guys, we have the Chargers or Raiders. It's going to be a good Monday night football game, good divisional matchup. Raiders are coming in 3-0, Chargers are 2-1. Um, they have a big, they had a big win over the... Uh, Chiefs last week that was a big time win Herbert really balled out had four touchdowns but and the Raiders Raiders are looking real good as well they're 3-0 and Carr is leading the league in passing yards that defense looks better Jonathan Abram is flying across that field um, we got Max Crosby who's doing damage and you got you know Derek Carr a bunch of you know got Darren Waller got a bunch of guys on the Raiders who are looking good teams looking good but I got Chargers beating the Raiders this week I just think Herbert and that explosive offense with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler are just too much for the Raiders to handle. So I like Chargers, Chargers over the Raiders. Alrighty, guys, that pretty much wraps up today's show. Welcome to my show. Like I said, um, whoever's listening to this, thanks for tuning in. 
looking to have a good 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 rest of the year. Like I said, we're gonna be talking football, baseball, some basketball, maybe a little golf. Um, should be a fun fun adventure. I'm just looking to get my get my feet wet into this type of stuff, and just looking to have some fun. You know, nothing more than that. Just looking to have some fun. So, tune in. Um, and next week we should have probably an episode on Monday or Tuesday, something like that. Um, we'll definitely be talking football a lot. Got the the, Yan- the Yankees playoff run coming in. I'm a big baseball fan. And just a quick little dabble in the Yankees for all my baseball fans out there. Yanks are going for the World Series this year. Book it now. I said it. I know it's, you know, game season, regular season's almost over. But I'm telling you, with Giancarlo Stanton hot and Aaron Judge looking like a beast, it's going to be tough for teams to beat us if we can get our keep our pitching going. But uh, last night I was flipping between the Yankee game and the Thursday night game trying to, you know, get some notes down and talk about that game. But um, we'll be talking some baseball from all my, my baseball fans out there and just looking to have a great time. Alrighty, guys, that was the first show of The Pwned Show with your host, Chris. Have a good one.